Tap your right hand to the Lord and just thank him this morning. Bless him for the gift of life. Thank him for preserving you and for bringing you into his presence. Father, we thank you and we bless your name. Let your name be praised in the sanctuary. Fill us with your truth, with your spirit and with your power. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Wow. Well, it's a beautiful morning. Beautiful Sunday morning. And we are grateful that God has preserved us and brought us again into his presence. This morning, I'm going to start a new series, and I believe that it will be a blessing to us. The title of the series is Principles of Movement. Principles of Movement. If you don't learn how to move on, you will decay, you will degenerate, and you will lag behind. Anything that doesn't progress, retrogresses. And retrogression is against the order of creation. God did not create anything to retrogress. Trees, animals, they all move on. Nature without human beings will never suffer. But it is, we are the people who are destroying nature. As, as he created everything, it was perfect. It meant that everything had life. And nothing was meant to die. But in our lives, we have struggles that hinder our movements. There are issues that causes us not to get to the point where we should get to. But I believe that in these series, our eyes will be opened. Our understanding will be enlightened so that we may behold wonderful things out of the law of our Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. You can give another title to the message, In Him We Live. You know, in the book of Acts chapter 17, and I think I want us to read from verse number 22. Acts 17 from verse 22. Now, Paul was always being accused and threatened 
because they knew him as a Jew and they knew that he believed in the traditions of the Jews. And for some years after his conversion, he was preaching Jesus Christ. And this Jesus Christ had been crucified by these same Jews and they thought that they had dealt with him and all his followers. But they realized that even after his death, the, 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 the preaching was powerful. Now many people were preaching. In the times of Jesus, he was going around preaching and teaching. But after his death, many people had risen up and were preaching. And their desire was that these people should be wiped out from Jerusalem and from Judah and from everywhere. Even to the extent that when they went to other countries, they wanted to go after them to kill them. Bring them in as Jews, prosecute them, jail them, kill them, all kinds of things. They, they, were, they were against the preaching of Jesus Christ and resurrection. They were against it. So for somebody who was like them, who was even strong in the opposition, to rise up and now be a, a defender of this blasphemy in their, in, their, in their eyes was the height of an abomination. So Paul now had become an object of hatred and scorn. But he also never wavered to any fear or intimidation. Anytime he was brought before any gathering to answer, he was emboldened the more. And in this, he had gone to Greece and to Athens. And he had met Areopagus and all these guys who were against the preaching of the cross and were all kinds of things. So he was here to speak. And let's hear him. King James Version, or whichever version you, are, you have. It says, Acts chapter 17 and verse number 22. Then, Paul stood in the midst of mass hell, not mass chocolate, mass bar, mass hell, and said, ye men of Athens, I perceive that in all things ye are too superstitious. For as I passed by and beheld your devotions, I found an altar with this inscription, to the unknown God, whom therefore ye ignorantly worship, him I declare unto you. <laughs> so, you know, the, the Greeks believed in God. But the problem with those who said they believe in God was that God had said that. He has sent his only son so that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And there's only one mediator between God and man. That is the man Christ Jesus. So as far as knowing God was concerned, the only channel was through Jesus Christ. And many of these so-called religions that believed in the existence of God did not accept Jesus Christ as a Messiah or as a son of God. You don't want to hear that. So they were worshipping God in different forms. Even the Jews believe in God. 
but they didn't accept Jesus Christ. So Paul was telling them, I was passing by and I saw your altar. I mean, the things that you have raised and built where you give devotions and, 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 and worship and you have written to the unknown God. How can you be serving a God that you don't know? I am that I am. He introduced himself to Moses and said, I am that I am. If, you have, if, if, if somebody says, which God are you serving? Will you say, I am serving the unknown God? No, I'm serving the I am. <laughs> so it's like he has introduced himself. He's a known God. If you are worshiping somebody you don't know, you have to be taught. And Paul, who had had encounters and had come to know God through Jesus Christ, was bold to now say that that God that you are worshiping ignorantly, he is the one I am going to declare unto you. Asemaba, trouble has come. <laughs> so let's read on. Then he begins to say, from verse 24, God that made the world and all things therein, seeing that he is Lord of heaven and earth, dwelleth not in temples made with hands, neither is worshipped with men's hands as though he needed anything, seeing he giveth to all life and breath and all things. So here Paul is saying that that God that we are worshipping, he does not dwell in temples that have been created by men. You know, remember that the Bible says, you know you not that your body is the temple of God. These people had created, they had not built temples as in temples like synagogues, you know, where they all gather. But they had their little, 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 little meeting places with these, their inscriptions and their little gods and other things that they did. They had created things to, to reflect their God that they were worshipping. You see? So Paul was telling them that, you see, that God who created the heaven and the earth that we live in, he doesn't dwell in these things that you are, you have created and you are calling his name to be inside it. Neither can he be worshipped with men's hands. You can't create you you uh, create things and present it as god to be worshiped that's not that's not god if you, if you have if those of us who come from traditions where they've given you things that symbolize the presence of god you are in error yeah as though he needed anything he doesn't need anything because he has the one he's the one who has given life and breath and all things you see, one day I understood something. Many people say, they criticize the church and say that. We, we are building uh, 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 churches. Jesus Christ, when he came, he didn't build a church. The church is buying land, doing things. We are just like secular organizations. The church should not be doing that because this, uh, the church is in our heart. You see, those people are ignorant. Because you see, Jesus... The earth and the fullness thereof was for him. So why should he buy land? Why should he come and buy land? And build what? He is the owner. If you have land, do you buy it? Have you heard some before? Does it make sense? He didn't need to buy anything. 
he gives. He is a possessor of the earth and all things created. So he didn't need to buy land to show us that we should buy land. Do you remember that when God delivered uh, 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 um, Israel out of Egypt, one of the first instructions God gave to Moses was for him to build a tabernacle. Yeah. And God gave him the specifics, the dimensions, the type of wood that has to be used, how he has to cut things. I mean, it's like everything, even the, the dress that he, uh, 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 Moses should wear and Aaron should wear. God gave details to all those things. And it is God who gave them land. If he, if he was against his children possessing land, he would not promise Israel land. The fight and the promise of, to Israel was for land. And the New Testament church is not different too. The only thing is that we are not followers of Moses or of David or whatever. We are followers of Jesus Christ. For God, who in sundry times spoke through the prophets, has now spoken through Jesus Christ and made him the only heir. So, so our building of a church is not an error. I mean, can you imagine if your father has taken you to school and he was unable to build a house for you? Then you finish school, you get a job, and you are doing well. Because my father didn't build a house, I don't have to build a house. You are an ignorant idiot. If there's a word like that. I mean, idiot is a wild one. To be ignorant is also another qualification. Yeah, my father didn't buy a car, so there's no need for me to buy a car to move around. Eh? That's not the thinking. If you have children and you, you have suffered, you see how you have been renting and people have been moving you and you don't have peace. And if by wisdom you have come into a blessing, why will you not also build? The Bible says clearly, houses are a heritage yeah. lands and houses are a heritage for uh, children a father must leave property yeah. David wanted to build a temple for God God was not against the building of the temple but he was against David building it because he said there's too much blood on your hands brother yeah, I don't want you to build me a temple you have a good heart but this one leave it let somebody else build it. He was only, and that temple that Solomon built, no church has built anything like that. What were, and God did not disapprove of the extravagance. Yeah. The gold, the diamond, the stones that were used. No building today has such things. We, we use cement and steel. Yeah. Yeah. Gold. Yeah. So. It should never be that you will hear people say, God does not dwell in temples, so why are you going to church? This church, God is not there. You see, it's, it's a demonic teaching. Yeah, it's a demonic teaching. Yeah. So, let's read on. I want to read from my Bible and be happy. Beautiful. Where are we? Verse what? 26. And hath made of one blood all nations of men for to dwell on all the face of the earth. And had determined the times before appointed and the bounds of their habitation. So God, through Jesus Christ, has made all of us one. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither male nor female. 
There is neither bond nor free, no slave or master. There is neither what? Yeah. We are all one in Christ Jesus. Do you understand? And he has determined before then uh, 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 and had determined the times before appointed. It's like anything that has to happen, eh, it is in the hands of God. Yeah. Everything that we see happening today is according to scripture. God has not lost control. He has not lost control. He's in control. Other than that would have been consumed long ago. And the bounds of their habitation. And he has made sure that everybody has a place. This is where you are. God created us and put us in the hot weather. That's why we can endure things. Some of you, they take you to cold places right now. You see that your jaws are shaking. Yeah. And when they bring the white people to the hot places, you see that they are having sunburns. Even though they, they seem to enjoy it. But you, they can't endure it for the period that we were able to endure the heat. They come for holidays and burn themselves and go back into the snow with the, with the sunburns. <laughs> yeah. And you see, the reality also is that if, if there are places that you should be, and you live outside those places, it is also another level of problems. Sometimes we are never fulfilled and never happy and content because we have gone beyond our bounds of habitation. That's why you, we need God to lead us. Yeah. If you have to live here and prosper, you don't have to be in Europe because if you go to Europe, you'll be poor. I know people who have traveled and it would have been better if they didn't travel. Yeah. And I know some people too who have to travel. Because if they didn't travel, it will not work. Yeah. So, there are some things you can't really, you know, just flow and be happy. Right. That they should seek the Lord, if happily, they might feel after him and find him, though he be not far from every one of us. God has ensured that he's accessible. If only you want. Seek and ye shall find. Hmm? Seek. How many of us you see we come to church only on Sunday mornings for many Christians or whatever you say you are. Can you imagine that the only time that in your life you can relate with God is when you come here. Then there's something wrong. <laughs> there's something wrong there is something really wrong that's why many people many of you one of the, one of the signs that you, 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 see, you lack a certain understanding and you don't love God genuinely is the fact that you, you, you come here when I read scripture you open or you read but after that you are done there is no searching of God. How do we search God? We search God through his scriptures. How do we know him? Through what he has said. What has happened. What has been documented. The prophecies. The things. Scripture gives us life. And your inability as a habit to love God's word is, is detrimental to your growth. Many of you have been in churches and call yourself Christians for a long time. But you don't study God's word. You don't have any relationship with him so whatsoever. Coming to church is not a sign of a relationship. 
When you see a man entering a prostitute's home, uh, 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 room, it doesn't mean that he loves hell. He is just going to satisfy himself and move away. Yeah. Or, you don't understand what I'm saying. Yeah. Some of you are, excuse me to use this language advisedly. You are like a prostitute who is going to, a man who is going to visit a prostitute. The fact that you are coming to church doesn't mean you love God. No. It's, it's not in your heart. It's almost like it's a routine. You go and sleep with the prostitute, you pay the person, you go. You don't have the person's number. You don't call the person. Next time when you come and somebody, the person is not there, somebody else is there. Oh, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Because there is a need that must be satisfied. And that's why you are going to the brothel. And many of us have that relationship with the Lord. We do not love him. Yeah. Don't love him. It's because of a need. And the day, sometimes, the day the need is met, you see that even coming to church is a problem. It is not in your heart. That's why you see people who come and they are desirous of marriage, children, the day they marry, the day they have children, they will use those things as an excuse. People are looking for jobs. They come, humble themselves. Lord, bless me. Open doors for me of favor. The day they get a job, they will use the job as an excuse. Oh, I have not, I've been busy throughout the week. Sundays, I have to wash and prepare for the following week. I've heard and seen many of such things. See, it is a sign that many people are not growing. No? You are around, but you are not moving forward. Let's read on. Principles of movement. Verse number 27. And they, that they should seek the Lord, if happily they might feel after him, and find him, though he be not far from every one of us. For in him we live and move and have our being as certain also of your own poets have said. For we are also his offspring. So, Paul was telling them that you people, you don't believe in scriptures, but you have poets and sages, people who say wise things, and they have said to you clearly that we live in him and move in him and have our being in him. They are talking about God, even if you don't believe. That one you believe because they are your people. Because we are the children of God. And the wisdom that God has given to all these people who are talking, it is from God to remind us that there is a way to live your life and there's a way to move and there's a way to have your being. We have standards to keep. Yeah. We have standards. For in him, are you a Christian who lives in him? Are you a Christian who moves in the Lord? And are you a Christian whose being is of the Lord? For in him we live and move and have our being. As certain also of your own poets have said. For we are also his offering. I will explain it later. Let's read on and finish it. And then I will come back to you. Verse 29. For as much then as we are the offspring of God. So he's explaining it. We ought not to think that the Godhead is like unto gold. Looking for money or fame or power or influence. That's not a sign of godliness. Because see, the, the, the default mind of a man 
or the sign that people are progressing is that they are making money. We are happy. We are doing business deals. We are going to school. We are passing. Yeah, yeah, things are moving. God is with us. Sometimes people even despise Christians who are poor. So you say you, you believe in uh, 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 Christ. Uh, what, what do you get? And they, because they have prospered, they feel that they are closer to God. And God hears them. More than you who goes to church. Who prays. They make mockery. Because for them, their Godhead, the sign of God in their lives is gold, silver, material things. Or stone, graven by art and man's device. Things that we have built. Somebody builds a house. Hey, he has swimming pool. He has lawns. Hey. Sunday, he has to enjoy family time and do barbecue. You are going to church. You are poor. That's why you are going to church. Every day you are going to church. Do you have a problem? One, one, one guy was in our church. He, 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 he got a job with a man who is a bit influential and affluent. And, and, and he told the man that he would like to be given the permission to go to, uh, to church on Sunday mornings. The man said, okay, it's not a problem. But every Sunday morning, he wakes up, does the things that he has to do, and he checks out. And the man, for about three months, realized, that, no, this guy, he goes to church too much. Only on Sunday, he called me and said, look, do you have a problem? Every day, every Sunday, you are going to church. Do you have a problem? If you have a problem, tell me. I can help you. So you see, the mind of that prosperous man is that the reason why you are going to church every Sunday is you have problems. <laughs> yeah. For as much then as we are the offspring of God, we ought not to think that the Godhead is like unto gold or silver. When people prosper, they despise God. Yeah. Or stone graven by art and man's device. Verse 30. Let's read on. It says, and the times of this ignorance God winked at. You see, when they say somebody winked at, it's like he overlooked. It's like, you know, sometimes you can do something and you know you are wrong. Then somebody says, it's like, it's all right. You have been pardoned. I mean, you know. Yeah. But now commandeth all men everywhere to repent. There is a time when you don't know some things and you are pardoned. And there is a time when you come to know it, you don't have an excuse. See, God is teaching us here. Any sign of material progress or prosperity, you pass an exam, you are happy, you build your house, you are happy, you buy a car, you are happy, Uh, what else? You get visa in your passport, you are happy, what else? You get promotion, I mean, you go and do a business deal, you get some money, you know, immediately, you see, it can fill you with a delusion and a deception. This is it, God is with me. I remember a guy who used to say that, God hears me when I pray. But I don't like going to church. Because anything that I ask God, he gives me. Eh? Business, his business is working, everything, you know. Because see, there is a deception in man that this God who is there, the sign that he hears us is when he gives us material things. So there are some people whose measure and understanding of God is he's a provider. 
He gives. So there's a lot of frustration. That's why people go to occult and go to divinities and all those things because there's a strong desire to have material possessions. Because for them, it is like the fulfillment of life. How can you be on earth and not... I mean, some people, all of you here, I'm sure some of you have dream cars that you want to drive. Some people have a dream house they want to build. Eh? Everybody has something that you aspire to. Do you understand? Yeah. And it is never wrong if you achieve them. But you see, he that hastened to be rich has an evil eye. If God is not behind that thing, one of the, there's something called deceitfulness of riches. And it prevents God from having his way in your life. You can be deceived by a little favor that you get. Yeah. You can be deceived. Money can deceive. Friends can deceive. Opportunities can bring deception. There are people who travel to America or travel to Europe and it's like sometimes the the, the lifestyle and, and the fine things they experience corrupts them. It makes it look as if we, yeah, we, 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 we don't, yeah. You people, you are poor. That's why you are always talking about God. Look, look at these people who have a lot of money. They don't go to church the way you people go to church. Yeah. They don't have prayer meetings the way you people have prayer meetings. But they are prosperous. Yeah. So, you see, then you, you, you immediately feel that the sign of godliness is the presence of material things. But there was a time of ignorance. You didn't know. And God overlooked it. And if today you are being taught, think about it. People change you. And you either change to grow in the Lord or you change and grow out of relationship with the Lord. There are two things. Everybody goes through a change. What type of change are you going through? All right. Let's read on verse where, where are we? Verse 31. Because he has appointed a day in the which Okay. Because he has appointed a day in the which he will judge the world in righteousness by that man whom he hath ordained, whereof he hath given assurance unto all men, in that he hath raised him from the dead. So he was talking about Jesus that that man who was raised from the dead. He is the one in whom all power and authority has been given. That one day he will judge the world. And many people don't want to hear Jesus as the son of God. Many religions don't accept him. Muslims don't accept him. Buddhists don't accept him. They all have their way of reaching God. Yeah. Yeah. And when, verse 32, the head of the resurrection of the dead, some mocked and others said, we will hear thee again of this matter. It's almost like, you see, one of the reasons why people laugh at us, when you talk about Jesus came to die and he resurrected, and by his resurrection, our sins have been forgiven. (laughs) We have heard these things. It's as if there's no power in it. They make fun of it. Up to today. That's the nature of people who are very religious. We will hear thee again of this matter. It's like all that you have said. Okay. But verse 33. So Paul departed from among them. 
Yes, next one, last one. How be it certain men cleave unto him and believed, among the which was Dionysius, the Areopagite, and a woman named Damaris, and others with them. Is that the last verse? That's the last verse. Yeah. So, so, so listen, what we have read is, Paul was explaining a certain truth and a reality of life. But some people deny it and they make fun of it. But even when people deny it, there are also people who believe it. I don't know where your heart is, but if you believe that Christ died for us, it must mean something to you. You must ask yourself questions because some people don't believe it and their lifestyles don't reflect their faith. The choices they make, the sacrifices they make, the gods they serve, the things they do in their body, the things they do in their soul, the things they do with their spirit, you will see that there is nothing that edifies and exalts the name of the Lord. But there are also people who believe. And these two guys, I mean one guy and one lady, Dionysius and Damaris. Beautiful names to have. I have a daughter, you call the daughter Damaris. It's a beautiful name. Yeah. You always used to Rosemond and Mary. Mariamma. Mariamma. Damaris is also a beautiful name. Yeah. Hallelujah. So, this teaching by Paul emphasizes things that we should also apply in our life and in our relationship with the Lord. The principles of movement. When we do not understand how to live in the Lord and to move in the Lord and to have our being in him, we will never come closer to experiencing the grace that is supposed to come to us. You see, God is a good God. Let me tell you something. And because he's a good God, the Bible says he causes the rain to fall on both the good and the evil. So sometimes you can see somebody who doesn't believe. And the person has more money than you. you can see a woman who is not truthful, but has a good husband. And you, you you're, you're, the guys who come, eh, liars. Yeah. You can see a thief who has prospered and you, you are faithful. And you are hustling. Hmm. Yeah. But remember something. David had that struggle. He was asking questions. He said, ah, how come the wicked are prospering? How come everything, they are bull gendered? It's like they, they have a bullock, they have a flock, and they are producing and they are growing and their farms are enlarged and they are prosperous and the righteous seem to be some way. Then he said, then I went into the sanctuary and he understood their end. It's like he, he went before God and he understood their end and he had no, he had no uh, 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 jealousy for them. Because you see, it's, it's the reason why God would judge, that's what Paul said. When God has given you favor all your life and you don't acknowledge and, and recognize him and, and even respect that, what you have, because we, there's nothing that we have created. 
What have we that we didn't receive? And there is no place and space in your heart to serve this God, to live in him, to move in, to do things in him. Then, the day of judgment comes. You realize that this God, hey, in the day of judgment, you realize that this God, he was behind everything that you had. He was behind everything that you had. He was behind it. But because his voice was not loud, shouting at you, come to me, come to me, you hurt people that you didn't believe in. You despised. He is the God that will judge everything, everyone that has life. And you should believe it. Me, I believe it. So how do you activate the principles of movement? Number one, you must know how to live in the Lord. You see, if I want to move from here to uh, Brikama, it is because I live in the Gambia. <laughs> I cannot be here and, and stop a, what do we call it? A van and say, please take me to uh, 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 Sydney, Australia. Brother, where are you coming from? My movement is, is restricted to the confines or the boundaries that have been set for me. He has set our boundaries. So where you live is where your movements are. Sometimes you can come from somewhere, but where you live is different from where you are coming from. So your movement can only be, 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 be facilitated in the place where you live. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. So if you don't live in the Lord, you can make some moves. <laughs> and many people who are Christians don't live in the Lord. Signs that you live in the Lord. What are the signs? What does it mean when somebody lives in the Lord? Hmm? Do you want to know? I also want to know. I live in the Lord. Number one. Believe. You believe. Look at the people that Paul was speaking to. They all didn't believe. It was Dionysius and Damaris who believed. But Paul was teaching them a very important truth. In him we live. And one of the signs that you live in the Lord, I live in the Lord, is I believe in him. And number two, I am obedient to him. I'll give you references to that. See, if you are here, the Bible says, for by grace we are saved through faith. Faith is believing. There are many things that we are told, but your response will, will, will reflect whether you believe in it or not. Because not everything that you hear that you act upon it. 
There are things that you hear then. I remember sometime recently I have a friend who sent me a mail about some business and I was surprised that he's even sending me that mail about business. When I read the thing, I mean, I was not interested at all. So I just responded, I'm not interested. Then he sent another mail to explain further why I should be interested. Because there's a lot of promise in the business. I mean, you see, the bottom line is that he was giving me, ex- he sent me pictures of and, and, and references of people who have prospered through that business. Eh. But you see, he was convincing me, but my heart was not ready to continue. So, let it be that it is genuine, it is true. I ended it with him like, like that. I said, I'm not interested. Then he sent the last one. Then refer to other people. I said, no. What I don't believe in, I cannot talk, uh, uh, introduce other people into things I don't believe in. Yeah. I can't. If I believe in business, I'm, I'm not, I, mean, I, I don't do business again. I'm a preacher. But there are some things that I know are legit, are right. Because we, we have to live. Not everybody here is a pastor or a preacher. Even sometimes there are some pastors who are lay. You can still be a pastor, do business and prosper. And I will encourage you to do that. Oh, if all of us are living by the gospel, you see that it will not be easy. Your, every, every month, your, your pressure will go up. Because the money is not plenty. Yeah. The way your mouth is open and your expectations are, you see that it's not enough. Hmm. So some people should work and others should also live off the gospel. So I believe in people prospering, but when there is a business or something I don't believe in, I can't convince you to go into it. You know, many times we, we, our relationship with the Lord doesn't progress because we don't believe in many things that he says. And when you have that mind, you can hear, you can hear things, but not, your heart will not be moved. I mean, this guy sent me convincing statistics and references of real people who have prospered and this, that, this, that. And he used himself as an example because I know him. And how far he has come. I said, no. I ain't there. Because the risk that is in that kind of thing is higher than the promises that they are giving you. I don't want to go my mind. I don't want to move my heart into believing that this thing works. Then I'm introducing it to people to come and depress them. Because there are some things when you do and you can easily get into depression. Yeah. Somebody, his wife's, he and his wife, they have saved. They have worked for, I think, 27 years. They had saved over 117,000 US dollars. And they were retiring and they had made plans that at least they want to travel to some countries and enjoy. And this man was convinced to go and put that life savings into this type of business. And within one month, everything plummeted and he went into shock. So it's like, they won't tell you <laughs> the, the, the other side. Yeah. And 
any business that hinges on is like, hey, no, 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 no. We don't introduce some things to people. I mean, I don't believe it. I will not. So, you see, sometimes, eh, let me tell you, serving God, there's also a risk. One of the signs that you, number three sign that you live in the Lord is that you feel insecure about decisions. There are things that God will tell you. eh? The first question you ask yourself is, how can it be? If you have never asked questions as a Christian and never doubted God, it means you don't live in him. You see, Mary was a virgin. And a virgin cannot be pregnant. There is no history of a virgin who was pregnant. Samson, the, the mother, Manoah, uh, what's the name of the... Yeah, Samson, Samson's mother was not a virgin. So, if, if she became pregnant, it's not because she was a virgin. She's like, I've never heard of a virgin who has become pregnant on earth. Then an angel comes to her and says that, you're going to get pregnant. Elizabeth was not a virgin. Elizabeth had been married for years with Zachariah. They had tried a low sperm count or something. So, pregnancy was not coming. And the Holy Spirit was able to. But me, I'm a virgin. I've never seen a man. I've never touched a man. They say, I mean, how can these things be? Yeah. It's a legitimate question. Abraham. He, he, he didn't know anything that God had done for anybody. That God had lifted somebody from his family and made him great. <laughs> yeah. But he left. There's a certain risk involved when you want to follow God. It, will, it, will, it is normal to sit and ask, hey, if I give my, I mean, when I was coming full time, the, 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 the desire and the strength to come was real. But there was also a question. Hey. If I come, how will I survive? Look at God. Telling people that he had delivered. Move to the sea. And there is no bridge. Neither is there a helicopter coming to carry them. And then these uh, 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 Egyptians have sat in their chariots and their horses. And they are coming. They are coming to... I think they were coming to kill. It's like their eyes open that, no, we've made a mistake. We shouldn't let them go. And if they want to go, then we have to kill them. And moreover, they remember that the people have collected all their gold and their silver and their stones. <laughs> so the people are thieves. Their eyes opened. And they see them coming and they are there. Moses, trouble for you. Yeah. But you see, in all these things, God shows his power and his strength. That is why you and I should believe that, that you, you, we must shift from the past lives, the confines of how we have been brought up. Do you understand? The, the boundaries of so-called protection and, 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 and enchantments and things around us that have bonded us and, and, and be risk takers. It's like, you see, any business that does well, eh, there is an element of high risk. Look, 
There is a company in Japan called Kodak. Kodak Camera. Those of you like photos. Those times, they used to make cameras. And they were dominant in the world. Kodak. Oh. When you talk about cameras, Kodak. And they were sitting there. And people were desiring to advance photography through phones, through other devices and things. And they thought that they are the real guys. We are the ones. Today, you don't know of Kodak. You don't know of Kodak. The people who were daring to take risks, today, look at them. The billionaires are all tech guys. Technology. If God is with us, there are things that you will hear that you have to do. It, 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 it will instill a certain fear and insecurity in you. Look at the families that you come from. Look at how they do things. Ask yourself the things that you have seen in your family. If you continue the way they do things, what will become of you? You will see that in the next 10 years, you have not moved on. Every one of us, every family that we come from, there are cases, there are issues. There are families where marriages don't work. There are families where nobody can build. There are families where nobody finishes school. There are families where nobody can can marry and and, and a, a lady cannot have a husband. But have children. There are some families, the man cannot keep a wife. He has children all over. Because it's like the fathers have been like that. The uncles have been like that. When you live in the traditions of men, and and you see that there are things that they do to bond you in in the name of, I mean, preserving you and, I mean, all kinds of these funny, funny, funny things. But you say you have become a child of God. Really? All right. All right. Let's see the signs. Don't be afraid. As long as God is with us, we shouldn't be afraid of anything. Has God not spoken to you about anything in your life? Many of you, as you sit here, you are, you, are, you are embodiments of disobedience. Because there are things that have been specifically told you, not your pastor told you. There are things that you've heard from God. Because even, you see, God speaks to everybody. That's why he will judge you. He is not, he is not a damn God. How come you can walk in obedience? What do you do in your life now that reflects that your life is in obedience? What you used to do in the past, you meet somebody you love, you start sleeping with a person, that's the past. But today, if you are living in Christ, it should change. 
You, you are just there. You feel like doing something. You do it. You, you are led by your emotions. But as many as are led by the spirit, they are the sons of God. You, you, your decisions are based on a reflection of what God will say. I used to sit down and ask myself, any time I have to take a decision, what will God instruct me to do? Because I'm a human being. I have feelings. I have emotions. I have intellect. And these things can, can, can cloud you. They can give you. Because when you've also been to school, you think that one of the powers of education is the ability to process things and implement them. So you, you become confined and feel that there are things you can do within your power. But look. David was anointed. And one of the things that God loved about this guy, there is no king, no leader in the history of Israel like David. He has never been to school. He was looking after sheep. His strategies and his way of leading is more than the people who are so educated up to today in Israel. To the extent that the city of Jerusalem is called the city of David. If you read the history of Israel, you see prime ministers and presidents, very wild guys. But none of them can compare to him because the anointing that was upon his life, the Bible says that every time there was a, a problem, David inquired of the Lord. He had a certain intimate relationship. He didn't feel that, look, God has given me power to kill a, 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 a giant at the age of 17 or 18 years. And it, it's like, it, it can easily make you proud and feel that any time there's a problem, there is something you know uh, 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 how to go about it. But he never lived that way. It's like he always inquired, should we go? Should we fight? Should we do this? Should we do this? Even though he had won several battles, there was nothing like, I feel like fighting these people. Let's go. He had to pray about everything. Praying and depending on God is not a sign of weakness or stupidity. It's a sign of obedience. And the fact that you say you are a Christian and you cannot, you don't, Walk in obedience is a sign that you are not also progressing. The first person God chose to be a leader politically over Israel was Saul. He had no training or background in leadership. He had woken up with his father's houseboys. They were going to look for donkeys or asses that were missing. That was his morning work. And by the time he went and came back, he had received an anointing to become a, a king. And the humility to, to seek God and, and to walk in, in, in the wisdom of God, was it had departed him. He lived in another world, in another sphere. Even when he was told what God didn't like, he didn't do it. Anything God told him to do. So God rejected him. When you don't do things that God takes pleasure in, forget it. You think that you are okay. Saul lived many years after David was anointed. I think about 30 years or so. After David was anointed. 17 years or so, thereabout. And he was fighting David to kill him and to still be the king. But he had lost the grace and the favor. Because he was not living in him. Sometimes your struggle and your unhappiness is because you have departed from the truth. You are not humble. You are not, you are not somebody who can be easily entreated or led. Many of us have that nature and you should be sensitive to it. You see, sometimes we, we walk and move in a lot of self-denial. Things are not working, but you are pretending as if you are happy. 
You don't have peace, but you are pretending as if it's okay. Hey! Meanwhile, the person who is the father of all peace and can change things with the snap of a finger, he, when he speaks, you don't listen to him. There are some people, when you come into Christ, they should never be your advisors. One of our pastors. I mean, this guy, when he became a Christian, his father used to tell him, even before he became a pastor, his father used to tell him that he should never, 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 never give his heart to any woman. He shouldn't believe in any woman. The father had three wives. He had divorced all of them. He had 17 children. 17 children, three wives, and some of their children, their mothers, nobody knew them. They were with him. Looked after all of them. Yeah. He was prosperous. So you easily think that, oh, this man, he has achieved this, he has achieved this, so uh, he's worth listening to. But he was empty. He, he, he says, I remember the advice. To the extent that sometimes, he, he said, one day he met a, a girl that he wanted to marry. He, he was finding it difficult to go and introduce the girl. Because their father was not talking to them about marriage and being strong. And his senior brother, oh, he, he had told his father's line. Before, be, uh, he, after he finished school, he had uh, given birth. Then he met a girl stayed with her for some time, no marriage, gave birth, le- left her, move on to another girl, the girl was not giving birth, then he passed behind her, brought a child into the house, then the girl left. <laughs> yeah, And it's like he's happy crying, his father, is, it's not a problem. But you see, he, he said that, no, I, I don't think that, that's what I want. I mean, what is wrong with having a, a one wife? And children. And being responsible. What, what, will, what will happen to me if I meet somebody that I, I can trust my life with and live forever? What? Is it that God doesn't do such things? So he started to ask those questions and started to pray about it. And he stood his grounds and he said the, the day he, he introduced his wife to the father. Father was happy, you know, but when they left, the father called him. So, are you sure you want to marry? He said, yes. I'm serious. The father reminded him, all the things that I've said to you, don't, you don't, don't remember them. You see, he, he stood on God's word and went ahead, married, became serious. Later, he had to convert his father. His father became born again. And it was, it was in that period when the man was a bit advanced in age that he started to talk. And he exposed his fears and his insecurity and why he was like that. Because you see, the nature of God is not against the things that God... Who is that marriage? It is God. So how can someone who is wise talk to you against marriage? Or give you counsel that to make you feel that marriage is a mistake, marriage is a waste of time, just be wise and live your life and be happy. It is an empty way. What is happiness? 
Happiness is not like an animal that has the freedom and the liberty to wander around and do what you want. You see, when you are a human being and you think that the only thing that will make you happy is for you to be left to do what you have to do, you are... I've forgotten your name. I wanted to mention it. Hmm. Yeah. It is not a, a, a right way of thinking. Leave me to do what I want to do. Yeah. We can't live on earth and do what pleases us. All things are lawful, but not all things are expedient, and we will not be brought under the power of any. You see, the fact that somebody has the liberty to do whatever they want to do, and is guaranteed that you can do it, you remember that you also give account in your body of the things that you have done. There are some people who should not be your measure of godliness. Don't set standards. You know, blessed is the man who walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. One guy was having problems with his wife. He went to his uncle. When he spoke to the uncle, the first thing the uncle told him was, look, leave her in the house for some time. Move. Come and be with me. The guy was shocked that, ah. It's like, of all the things that he was expecting that, I mean, he would call her. He said, look. Then he said, look, don't waste your time on woman. Live your life and be happy. Yeah. So he, because he was wise, eh, he became afraid of the uncle. But I'm telling you, some people will like such counsel. Because you think that is a woman who is giving you problems. Sometimes, when there's a problem in a marriage, you the man, you have to ask yourself, what cause am because you are the head. If your car is giving you problems, do you park the car and move away? You will solve the problem. You will call a mechanic. You will spend money. And when there is a problem in the marriage, you don't walk away. You solve it. It is when after you have solved it and you feel that, look, this, is, this can't work. That's when you can even be rational. But you move away from problems. The next time you meet another woman, you see that women are all the same. Just like we two, we are, our problems are the same. See a woman who say, this man is this. Men, men are this. Men are this. Men are this. Yo, go and look for an angel. Go and look for an angel. By the time you get one, you are old. About to die. Hmm? In him, we live. In him, we live. Walk in obedience. Number one is what? Number one sign. What's the time? Believe. Number two, obedience. And number three, insecurity. Fear. I'm no longer a slave to fear. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The God has called you. And then what he tells you is like, ah, he has made you a promise. Oh, Abraham, I will make you a father of many nations. I've given you one son, Isaac. But Abraham, this morning, bring this son and offer him as a sacrifice to me. You think that is a laughing matter? It cannot be a laughing matter. Yeah. It's like all that you have. When, when, when I was doing my business, the time I, I was called to come full time, that was the time that the business was going to rise up. 
I'm telling you. <laughs> so when I got the call, I said, hey, this don't be the time. But you see, immediately I said, I believe. Because I had moved away from having or using money or material things as a source of my comfort. It meant nothing to me. I didn't compete with anybody. I didn't buy a certain car. I didn't live a certain lifestyle. I was around. I mean, there's some people come around. Who is the boss? They look at me. They are expecting. You have dressed in a certain way. You are standing there. I mean, you are talking a certain way. Oh, doesn't matter. Yeah. I had moved out of that level of lifestyle. So I said, even I have money, who am I? I don't I have nobody to impress. Sometimes people come to, hey, you should change your car. You should change your car. Sometimes you are there, somebody will bring a car. Oh, Charlie, this car there is for you. I have to buy it because I can give you good. Like they are forcing you. Yeah. Then, anytime those pressures come, the first thing that comes to my mind is, I can use the money to be a blessing to somebody. My wife's car was nicer than mine. That's how I always want. You'll be happy. It doesn't matter. If you have given your wife a nice car, look at the car that you are driving. Because it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah. God. If, if a, a, a man can, can, can carry money and, and go and invest in something, and it's like believe that uh, 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 some profit will come out of it. I can also carry my whole life and give it to God. He's the creator of everything. And what God has given me is more than money. I have a certain peace. Eh? I, 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 I mean, today I have friends who have money. They have prospered. Sometimes they will send me messages. They will call. Tell me what's happening. I mean, it's like, you know, I'm never moved to think that, oh, I've made a mistake. Oh, but now I could have been here. Oh, but now I could have been doing this. Oh, I mean, there was a guy who used to come to me. Sometimes he does, he will come and chatter. When he gets up and he's going, you know what he wants? He wants me to give him petrol. Because the car doesn't have petrol. Today, he's a deputy minister. Yeah, he's prosperous. <laughs> I've decided, I, it's like, I, I'm sure he's waiting for me to ask him for something. I, I, I won't ask him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He told me, Charlie, I mean, like, if you are still doing business, like, we can work, we can do business, there are opportunities. Brother, I'm a pastor now. I've given myself, I don't want to get into things. Yeah. I don't want to get into, if, if I even introduce somebody's like, I'm introducing you because I want something inside the thing. I don't want to be involved. I will introduce you. <laughs> ah, so that you feel that because eh, eh, there are some favors when you get you you feel that you have to give pastor something you have to do this for some is that not so? Yeah. Huh? I don't want money to be an issue between me and my God. If I have, I have. If I don't have, we are moving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the day I die. They will not mention the houses that I have. They will not mention money in my bank account. 
They will only say he was a good man. He loved God. He loved people. You come and give testimonies. And then, 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 he paid my fees. He did this for me. When I was not well, he came to visit me. I mean, have you ever seen somebody's, uh, is it tribute or, or biography or something? That, that, oh, this man had a bank account in Barclays, in, in Stanchard. He had foreign accounts. He had three houses. He had one in U.S. He had one. Useless. Yeah. Doesn't matter, silver or gold. Yeah. In him we live. Have you moved away? Kojo. The family that you come from. Look at the lifestyle. There's nobody who is godly. Genuinely. They say they worship God, but they don't love him. A sister met a, bra- a brother who is a, a, a religious guy. And, and, and the sister was attracted to the guy because he's deeply religious. He doesn't joke with his church. Then, when they married, one day, the guy left for the office. And the sister was not, I think she was pregnant at that time. So she was at home, you know, she had become slow and all that. And she was cleaning up and whatever. Then she had a, a call. So she went to the room and apparently the guy had left her back and there was a phone inside. So she was even surprised. Opened the back to pick the, when she opened the back, what she saw, she, she, she passed out. Yeah, when, when she opened the bag, what she saw, she fell down. It was only God who delivered her. The man has some to do some marabou something in the bag. Some, something, you can't even believe it. Yeah. yeah. When she woke up, she called her husband. What is it? Is it is it your bag that is in the house? What is it in the bag? Then the guy got angry. What do you want in my bag? When he came home, he told her plainly, this is what has been protecting me. Do you know what has been protecting me before you met me? So he said, are you not a Christian? Are you not? See, some people throw the word Christianity around, but they don't believe in it all. They don't believe in it. Some of you have fathers who say they are Christians. Then you know that they have things. And they want to initiate you into things. They are not afraid of God. And if you don't become different, it means you, you are not living in the Lord. You are living in the traditions of your family. You are living in the cycles and the bondages of your family. And you can never be free. And you'll be surprised that instead of you giving your children a blessing and an heritage, you are also passing on the curse. Me, I've said my, my children, they shouldn't suffer. What I, I went through, by the grace of God, I won't say I, was, I suffered. But of course, life, they're, they're suffering inside it. Yeah, they're suffering inside it. Yeah, me, I, because I realized that the lifestyle my father gave me, he didn't get it from his father. So I should be better. For, for the sake of my children. Yeah. I should be better. 
I should be better. Is it a strange thing to ask or to do? It shouldn't. As long as our Lord is with us, let me tell you something. We should progress. And the sign that you are, you are, you see, you, you are, you are making moves is that you believe in God, not any other thing. Those of you who still have things around you for protection in your house, I went to somebody's shop. I mean, I saw something. I said, hey, what is this? <laughs> Some sheepish laughter. Because it is something. You call yourself a Christian, you have hung something there. To protect you. Protection? How can Pepe? Pepe protect? Have you seen Pepe that protects people? Eh? Satan, he doesn't like hot things. He doesn't like Pepe. So when he comes into your room and he sees Pepe, he'll run away. Eh? The man who is from fire, he'll be Pepe where he go run away from. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. People have things. You see, a beautiful girl, you have something that you are wearing. Hey. One day some girl came to church and she was coming to give offering. Then as she came forward, I had a feeling. Then I called her. I said, who gave you this ring? Then she started to shake. I said, I'm going to remove it. Hey! When I touched the hands, come and see this play. But we remove it. And the manifestation, Yeah, she was delivered that day because that ring was given to her by her father. She doesn't know what is inside for her protection. And she has been going through things that she can't explain. That was the end. And the father is a Christian. Her sister was getting married. The father came to sit in church. <laughs> yeah, came to sit in church. Came to, oh, pastor, I was happy. Nice preaching. I mean, I, I, I'm old. Your church is very young. I would have joined you. <laughs> yeah, but you see, they are saying it, but they don't believe. Some people are walking on the periphery. It's like, the, 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 the thing that you see, is like, you, you, oh God, oh God, yeah, he's there, but there are things that we have to do. I mean, hey, hey, you have to be wise. This world, there are things so. And these things, they pass it on. They pass it on. They pass it on. Yeah. You pass it on. There are things that we can't even say. Because there are two persons, and then when you say it, you can even bring problems. But you, 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 you have to learn how to break away from traditions, from things that, that bring demonic presence and bind you for years and be different. When you see your life moving a certain way, I used to drink and I noticed that it is a problem in the family. I've had, since I became born again and I, I, I moved away, I've had cousins who have died at a young age because of alcoholism. Yeah. 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 Don't, don't be ignorant. You see, you have to watch. You have to see things. When you come 
we have been saved from things. And the things that we have been saved from, we shouldn't repeat them. Don't allow them. Don't accept them as normal. Oh, now we don't do such things. I mean, but we have a God. But still, you know, one or two things is our tradition. We don't break away from it. Yeah. Pouring of libation. My father, he stopped all libation pouring in the family. They, they will only do it when he's not there. Hmm? He, as long as he's there, you hide it. Because you have done it. Uh, look at your lives. They have not moved anywhere. No, they have, nobody has progressed. A God who doesn't... You see, he, Satan, eh, ask yourself. When God called his children in, in, in Job chapter 1, verse 6, the Bible says, and Satan also came, and, and God asked him, where have you been? He said, I've been to and fro. He's, he's, a, he's a useless person. He's moving around. It's not going anywhere. Yeah. And the Lord said unto Satan, Whence comest thou? Then Satan answered the Lord and said, From going to and fro in the earth, and from walking up and down in it. He's a security man. <laughs> yeah, he's policing things. And, and, and do you know why he's going to and fro? His only mission, he's not looking for a land to build a house. Or he's not looking for somebody to bless. He's looking for somebody that he may devour. Your adversary, the roaring lion. He goeth about as a roaring lion. Seeking whom he may devour. So in this scripture, you see that God asked him. Verse 8. Have you considered Job? It's like you have been moving to and fro, eh? Then you have seen Job in the east. He's the blessed person. Eh? And the Lord said, has that considered my servant Job that there is none like him in the earth? God is giving, I mean, he's talking about his son. A perfect and an upright man. One that feareth God and escheweth evil. And look at the answer, verse 9. Then Satan answered the Lord and said, though that Job fear God for nothing. He he's, he's telling God that. You see, the reason why, I, I, I've seen the guy. But the guy, he fears you. But there is a reason why he fears you. And this is the reason. Verse 10. Has thou not made an hedge about him? So it means that he realized that he wants to go in and destroy. But there is a defense. A hedge is a defense. A wall. About his house and about all that he hath on every side. It's like even his children and his wife and all his animals and his businesses. God was protecting it. Thou hast blessed the work of his hands and his substance is increased in the land. So Satan saw the good that God had done for Job. That's why Job believed in him. <laughs> yeah. Evil, eh? It, it moves. It's not stable. It doesn't like progress. So when you see a family, you see that for many years they have lands. They, they should not be poor, but they are poor. Because those lands, in, in some places, even just half of that land that the family has, it is wealth that can be used to advance the whole family. You see that they will fight over the land. Nobody will build. You go and step on the land, your leg, you can't walk. You go and step on the land, you have sickness. You, you go and start something. I have a friend who, whose father told him. He, he said that when they were young, he, he, he didn't even take notice. But he realized that his grandfather's house was like the major house. Many houses have not been... Because their grandfather was a grand, mar- a grand person in the spirit. 
in that in that village you can't easily finish building a house especially when it is like you are building block house yeah like this man is because they say that there's a deity in the town he doesn't want people to build uh, uh, modern houses they are used to these old houses and the only person who has built that house is the guy's grandfather and, and he said that his, 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 it was later that his father explained things to him that this is hey. so you see that the village they are poor meanwhile beautiful lands they are, they kill, you go, somebody goes to the farm to farm, somebody buys him, you don't see anything, whether it's a snake or it's a spider, whatever. By the time you come home, your leg has become like a, a for, oh, you can't go anywhere. It's like, why are you doing these things to yourselves? That's the face of evil. It doesn't want you to progress. So when you look at your life, you are not, you marry, you are not happy, you get a job, you are not happy. I mean, you, you, sometimes some of you, you have, you are blessed, though, but you, you can't enjoy life better even than, uh, 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 some who have less than you. It is a sign of a spirit that doesn't want you to progress. And you need to change. You have to understand and trust God and, and change your spiritual environment. Believe God the more. Obey God the more. And trust him more. Yeah. Every land oppressed with curses. Yeah. Every land, every family that we come from, there are inherent curses. Yeah. I mean, I know somebody who, whose uncle is very true. But he, he, he passed a comment. He said, all his, uh, 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 that, that uncle, all his uh, siblings, they are so prosperous, but they are proud. They, do, they don't respect. And they don't like church. They don't like God. And he said, I feel that that is even a case. Because you see, what shall a man profit if he gains the whole world and he loses his own soul? You have money, you have everything on earth, but you are not humble. God resisted the proud, and he giveth grace to the humble. And you see their lives. One of them, he's a chain smoker. They have everything. None of them, the guys, nobody has a marriage. Nobody, no, none of them. Rich people. No, none of them. The guys, none of them. And the girls, the, the, they are two sisters. One of them married some white guy, some crazy white guy. They even deported him from Ghana some time ago. Then later he, he found his way and came back. Then the other one too, the oh, it's like Charlie, few free person. Freedom. Freedom, yeah. You see that they are, they are prosperous. They have a name, but there's something, something. There's no God, there's no grace. There's no grace, there's no peace. Everyone has some, some to challenge. You don't have anything, but hey, you have peace, you have love. Oh, even if you die poor, eh? You're not, you don't, it's not poverty that takes you to hell. It's pride. You have to be aware of your environment and fight and do the necessary things. Live a life, change. Me, I've seen, I saw what was in my family. I saw what was in my wife's family when we were going to marry. All his, uh, his sisters, cousins, beautiful, gone to school. Then all the, uh, 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 the boys, they don't like school. They don't have jobs. 
they are, they are thrown away and despised by the women. All the aunties, everybody's husband is dead. And he slept with women. And the women, they grow old. <laughs> and the men die. Young. It's a spirit. Say, me, I'm coming to this family. Minus me. Yeah. It's by prayer, by faith, by believing, by, by trusting God. Hey, breaking curses. If I go and I, I, I also take God for granted and you are just moving around, you see that sometimes something will follow you because of the family you have. You won't even understand. You are blaming your wife or somebody for their problems. Brother, where are your spiritual eyes? A man is a head. A head sees. If, if you don't see, this leg will suffer. That's why when you are walking in the night, you can easily hurt yourself. Yeah. Even though you are normal and everything else, but because you don't see, you can, you can stumble and hurt yourself. So you are supposed to be the seer. See things. Live in him. Move in him. Progress. How come you say you have been a Christian for so many years, you are still struggling? Eh? We were all bad boys. Oh, those of you who are angels, I'm sorry. But some of us, that's how, uh, we like women, we like to drink, we like to smoke, we like to drive foolishly. What else did we do? We like to party. Huh? What else? And after we have become born again, after so many years, should you be seeing such things still in our lives? It means that we have not, we have not progressed. Yeah. Where's the power of God in my life? If after being saved for 20 years over, I still am struggling to, with alcohol, you can put me in the midst of uh, 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 20 kegs of beer. I will not feel like tasting. I know alcohol. I know how to blend and, 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 and form uh, and give you juice that you won't even taste alcohol. But before you finish, you are flying. Yeah. I used to do cocktails for parties. When my friends are doing party, Charlie, the mixer is around. Yeah. I'll blend it. You will see. Yeah. It is gone. I, I, don't, I don't miss it. I, I will never have a problem and go back. Many years ago, my younger brother, he had issues with his wife. Then he started to drink. I said, brother, don't make a mistake. Don't blame anybody. Accept responsibility. You know where we have come from. No. It is your choice. There is no demon the demons they are afraid of you how can you live in Christ and still be oppressed it is because you are not in Christ you he that is born of the spirit committed not sin how come you have been saved by the power and the blood and you are still under bondage it is a choice you have made it's a choice and if we don't understand it, you see that we, we, we speak foolishly, we speak powerlessly, we speak as if there is no power in Christ, we are depressed. Depression, that word, I'm telling you, it is not in my life. I hear it, but it's not in me. Because there are things that can depress us. There are issues and problems that can upset you, but learn, you, if you live in the Christ, uh, in the Lord, there is nothing like depression. He gives you uh, 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 oil of joy. Yeah. Yeah. You are happy. You are happy. 
Lift up your hands. Stand to your feet, everybody. Father, thank you. Help us. Give us grace. Lift your hands and thank him. You want to make progress in life. You want to walk and be free. The things that we have been saved from, we should never struggle with them. The issues, the spiritual bondage, the things that we have seen that drew us to love God and to give our lives for salvation to come and for peace, we should not go back to it. Now, if you are repeating, it is because you are not being truthful. Some of you, the mistakes that you made in the past, you are still making them. The choices you made in the past, you are making them and you are expecting different results. It can never happen. You are making those mistakes. Nobody is making them for you. You are making those choices yourself. Nobody is making those choices for you. Don't blame anybody. Don't blame any spirit. Because the day you die, nobody will be asked but you. Nobody will answer. That is why you should understand that you are responsible for whatever happens to you and what takes place in your life. Neither give place to the devil. He cannot as long as you resist him. But he will also come in with every force if you allow him. Father, help us. Help us Lord. Give us grace. Right. We thank you. We want to progress. We want to be free from bondage. We want to, free, we want to be free from entanglements of things in the past that we have walked away. The dishonest and hidden things in our lives. Lord, we want to walk away from them. The grace to be truthful, to believe, to, 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 to obey, and to trust. Let it come. Let it come. There are many things we don't understand. Yes. But as long as we have you in our hearts, yes. we know it as well. Yeah. We know it as well. Yes. There are battles we cannot win with our strength, but you have given us every strength. Yes. And unto you be all glory and all power. Yes. Who has given us power to overcome? Jesus. We thank you. We bless you. Bless you, Lord. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Father, touch our hearts, touch our lives this morning. Renew and strengthen us. Bless, lead us, direct us. We thank you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Every eye closed. If you are here, you want to say, Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to Christ. I realize how far I am away from close, being close to the Lord. But as you are speaking, I realize that I need to draw closer and I need to live in him. I need to be practical. In him I live. In him I believe. In him I walk in obedience. In him I have my trust. Sometimes there are things that are overwhelming. He has answers to it. That's why I have to be strong in him. I need him. I need to live in him. You want me to pray with you? Lift up your hands. Father, thank you. Holy Spirit, thank you. Father, we bless you. We give you glory. Let our hearts be changed. Let our minds be renewed. Let your strength and your purposes be established in our lives. For this is our confession. In you we live and we move and have our being. 
we have become better because of you we would be better because of you we shouldn't be worse let not the things of the past that destroyed us or sought to destroy our lives be the same things that we are struggling with today give us power over all in the name of Jesus we pray Amen Amen please be seated